The Inflation Reduction Act has raised the federal solar investment tax credit from 26 to 30 percent. That's a fantastic opportunity for residents and businesses to invest in solar. The rebate includes solar power with battery backup. There may be additional solar incentives depending on the location of the property. Solar power with battery backup can keep your lights on and heat running when a summer or winter storm hits. Solar and electric vehicle are the perfect pair. Kick fossil fuels to the curb at home and on the road by using solar power to power your EV at home or provide them as a service to your business employees and customers. Now's a great time to secure your spot for next year's installation. Might want to act soon. According to some studies, one in four homeowners want to invest in solar within the next five years, but the grid is limited capacity. Grab your opportunity while you can before someone else does. Go to allenergysolar.com. Special guest host on the Cheryl Reeve show this week is Rebecca Brunson, of course, uh, well known to all Lynx fans. I just think it'd be, listen, Rebecca, you're always welcome. Uh, we, we'd love having you, but this, I think it's a particularly good time to speak with you. The Wolves are starting their season. Uh, the Lynx are starting a very interesting off season. Uh, and you, you know, you're, you're doing so many things now, assistant coach, broadcaster. Uh, I think you're still running your own business. I'd like to hear about that later, but because this is Cheryl's show, let's, let's start with the Lynx. Uh, just where do you think your franchise is right now in terms of, you know, getting back to being competing either for a playoff spot or even a championship? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're at a really interesting time. I don't think it's been a while since the Lynx have been in this position. Um, probably not in t- not since 2009, um, 2010, when we really started to change what the Lynx were before that. Um, but, you know, the, the, the era has ended. Still was really the last piece of everything that we had built um, over the past 10 years. Um, to get to what everybody thinks the links are now, right? So we're at a, a period of transition where we're going to have to figure out uh, probably a different style of play, um, get some some new pieces uh, to continue to be a little bit more dynamic. But it's going to be really, really interesting. The team that, you know, people have, have loved over the past couple of years, with that, you know, everybody had, had kind of loved that team and know, knew that team and was familiar with it, knew what to expect every year coming into it. It's going to be different. There's going to be a lot of new faces. Um, There's going to be a lot of change. There's going to be a lot of different dynamics. But it's going to be exciting, too, because, you know, throughout last year, fans got an opportunity to learn new players um, and get familiar with different styles of play. So we're just going to keep growing on that, building on that, and seeing what this, this offseason has for us. And as Cheryl always talks about, and I, I talk about as well, it, all this is also a reminder that you just don't always land four or five Hall of Famers and get to play with four or five Hall of Famers at the same time. I mean, this is it's it's a much harder road when you don't have you know you and and Silver Prime and and Whalen and and Simone and Maya Moore. I mean, that's, it it's a reminder of how unique your situation was when you're winning championships. Oh, absolutely. And you can't you know you can never take winning for granted, right? That was a very, very special time for the league. It was a special time for the franchise. Um, and having to get a player like Maya, having Lindsay and I come in, and then having Simone, who had already been fighting to build um, this franchise up. Then you get the likes of, you know, Janelle McCarville. And then you get, um, you have Taj McWilliams-Franklin that comes in, and you get Sylvia Files. Like, it was so special for all of those pieces to come together. It does not happen all of the time. And 
you can't take the the success that we have for granted. You can't act like it's going to come easy. And I think that's a, a little bit of what people are going to have to realize. It's not going to be the same. It, what we built it was not something that was easily accomplished, right? I mean, there was a little bit of luck involved in, in draft picks and free agency and uh, the Monarchs folding. There was some things that happened that really allow the Lynx to be in that position. You can't take that stuff for granted and you have to you know, start to be a little patient now. And that <laughs> it may take a little bit of time for all of those things to align again. I mean, it may take a couple years, but just enjoy the ride, enjoy the grit, enjoy the adversity that the team is going to have to go through until we make it to the space that seems comfortable, that seems familiar for the fans um, here in, in Minnesota. You guys have had success drafting as low as six. You got Nifty Collier at six. You got Dangerfield, who had a great rookie year at six. Uh, this this draft feels a little different. You know, Leah, Leah Boston sitting right there at number one. You're in the lottery. How differently do you think your organization will approach the offseason depending on where you pick in the lottery? I mean, you know, the lottery pick is great, but it's never a sure thing. It's not, not a sure bet. Um, but I think we have our work cut out for us in this offseason. I'm looking at players that are, are available uh, around this league that have already proven that they can perform in this league, you know, because of course you want number one, number two, right? But if you don't get that, you have to be prepared to build your team other ways. You know, the draft isn't the only way to improve your the, your team or, or to get a player that can actually change your franchise. Sometimes that player is out there already just maybe on a different team or maybe wants to change um, where they are and get a, get some new scenery. So you gotta, you have to play it all ways. You have to be prepared. You have to do the work early. And if it works out in the draft, that's great. And if it doesn't, and you need to, you know, build a different way, then you build that way too. There's a lot of different ways to put a team together. No doubt about it. This is the Cheryl Reese show part of talknorth.com. Thanks to our producer, Brianne Burdett. Thanks to our sales executive, Karen Cleary. Thanks to our many sponsors. We'll tell you about them in a little bit. Um, let's see. I, I do want to talk about the wolves. Is there anything else going on with the links or your career as an assistant coach with the links you'd like to talk about? I mean, you know, Ch Cheryl has told me that, you know, several of her former great players always said they didn't want to coach. And then some of them start sneaking into coach. You know, some of, start, some of them start getting interested, like like Simone. Uh, did you always want to be a coach or was this a, a late development? It was a late development, but that seemed crazy. Like all of us. I mean, way, you know, Simone, myself, who knows what Seal's going to do when she's done. You know, I know she wants to be a mortician and she went through the classes to do all that, which I don't really understand, but... <laughs> for wanting to take on that challenge in life. I, I can't imagine what my dreams would look like. Um, <laughs> but um, that's what she chose. Well, you know, things could change with her. Maybe she would, would love to be a coach or maybe she would love to do something like that as well. But for me, you know, that wasn't my plan. You know, I'd started uh, uh, my own business in, in 2018, and I kind of thought that that was where I was going to land, and that's what I would be doing. But there, for me, there's special, something special about being able to keep giving to the game, right? Um, and then continuing, especially with this organization, figuring out how to get us on track and keep us on track, and how to continue to, you know, affect the, the dynamics that are the Minnesota link. So that was a very, very special opportunity for me. So I don't think that I was somebody that was like, I have to coach, but I do care about 
the links to an extent that I'm like, I want to continue to be a part of this thing that we worked so hard to to build up and we you know worked so hard to make sure we're in the right position. So to be able to come in and have the opportunity to work with young players within this organization and try to teach them and implore them to understand the links way, that was an opportunity that I don't think that I could let go or uh, miss out on. So kudos to Cheryl for saying, hey, you know, I think that we would love to have you um, on our staff and giving me the opportunity to start to, to really realize that I can continue to impact this, this franchise in a great way. She's also said that she really thinks Katie Smith should have a, a coaching job in this league, but it's got to be the right one. She doesn't want to end up in a bad situation like she did in New York. Uh, she also thinks that you could be a head coach in the future. Is that something you're interested in? She's unlocked some things. I definitely feel like Katie has a great opportunity. Um, I know that that's something that she she did in New York, and I know that's something that she wants to get back to, You know, working with her, her all the time, um, being in, in meetings with her, and, and just picking her brain. She's somebody that I talk to the most, whether it's in-game or after practices, I'm always communicating with Katie. And I think that she has great value um, and will be able to do great things as a head coach. And I'm pretty sure that it probably is not too far, far off before she is leading her own team. Well, I'm super excited for the opportunities that she's going to have um, and seeing her growth, even from being a head coach and then coming in and coaching on this side and continuing to soak up more information and more knowledge from Cheryl and then being able to implement those things. I've seen the growth, even though she was already a head coach and her and I, I'm so excited for whatever's next uh, as far as her coaching journey is concerned. But for me, um, you know, I, I just never know. I am somebody who I don't close any doors and I really try to take advantage of opportunities when they present themselves. So I, I guess I'll just do as much as I can with the links and soak up as much information as I can from, from Cheryl to continue to grow uh, as a coach and understand my coaching style and my coaching voice. And then if some type of opportunity presents itself, then we'll see what happens. Uh, how important is the the Hall of Fame to you? I, I had this conversation with Cheryl recently because, uh, you know, your resume screams Hall of Famer, and I would expect you to be a first ballot, uh, but you just never know how these things go. Uh, how, how What's your level of optimism, and how important is that to you? You know what? It's so crazy because I went to um, Wayland's Hall of Fame ceremony, which was mm-hmm. amazing, right? I'm so, I was so happy to be able to share that moment with her. But... It, it, it was it was crazy to see the stretch of life that some people have waited to be in the Hall of Fame. You think about way first ballot, you hear all these, you know, you think about athletes that get on right away. And, you know, they had great careers and they're going to do great things. Swin Cash was another one um, who got into the Hall of Fame rather quickly. And then you see people who, I mean, they're 80 years old. And, they, mm-hmm. and they're going to the Hall of Fame or they passed already and their families are um, there and representing them as they go into the Hall of Fame. So I feel like waiting on the Hall of Fame make your nerves bad. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, I would love it. You know, I think that I think I, I, I made the most out of my career. I think that I definitely left, left my mark on this league. Um, and, and on basketball. And really, that's that's what all I can ask for. The Hall of Fame definitely will be the icing. I would not complain at all if they said, hey, <laughs> we want to put you in this and hey, we want to honor you this way. I would love it. I would be, you know, emphatically excited about that. But I don't know if I want to be wheeled up there. 
<laughs> so that's a great way to put it. You know, I covered I covered the Twins for a long time, and that was always the concern of the people I covered who were borderline hall considered borderline hall of famers. Is like, God, if if I'm going to get in, let me get in where I can really enjoy it. I know, right? I want to be able to share some memories of my career and what I felt like I did while I'm up there and while I'm talking about it. I want to still be, you know, close enough to remember those things. No doubt about it. All right, let's take well, let's take all of your championship experiences and life experiences and talk and apply them to some other aspects of your life. Uh, first, we do want to thank our, our many sponsors on the program, starting with Cheryl Reeve for Livia. There is nothing more important than your health. I find that timing is everything and joining Livia has turned out to be really special. I want to be healthy for the long term for myself and my family. My favorite part of Livia, besides the food and the program, is the knowledge I've gained on how to eat smarter. Livia, you get the kind of personal accountability we are all looking for, and there is no other program out there that offers that. And right now, Livia is offering the Simple Start Plan for just $59. You will receive one-on-one personalized and guided support online or in person from their team of experts. To find out more, visit Livia.com or call 855-GO-LIVIA. I'm so glad I made that choice. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Sete Coley is a family-owned Twin Cities-based home remodeling real estate and property management company offering personalized service and outstanding client care. Sete Coley means seven hills and not in the seven hills of Rome, Italy. They provide home remodeling, realtor services, property management, and they also offer wraparound services. If you're a homeowner considering a home improvement project, CARA can help you evaluate the impact of a remodel on your home's market value. If you're a prospective home buyer, CARA can help you assess the cost and logistics of updating the home you buy. If you plan on selling your home, CARA can guide you in, a, in preparing your home for the market. It can even send a crew to carry out the work, ensuring that your home stands out from the competition. If you're interested in purchasing an investment property, CARA can help you find a profitable deal. And if you wish, can manage the property for you from tenant placement and turnover to property management. Of course, I use CARA to sell my house, to prep my house, to stage my house. Uh, she's great at all this stuff. I highly recommend it. Check them out at settecolimn.com. That's S-E-T-T-E-C-O-L-L-I-M-N.com. Check them out at Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you to Glory and Successful Marketing Group. They created and manage all the social media for the Cheryl Reeve Show. If you're looking for a social media for your business, I would highly recommend you contact her at Glory at Successful Marketing Group. Dot com. Uh, thanks, Lori's been a big asset to the network and this show all along. Highly re- recommend working with her. So you, you are working on the uh, Timberwolves broadcasts. We're talking here on Thursday, the day after the Timberwolves opener, which they won. Uh, but it, it, it looks like what we thought it would look like. It looks like guys who haven't really played together very much, kind of getting it together. Uh, knowing what you do about championship cultures and dynamics, what are you seeing out of this Wolves group? I, you, I think that they're all bought in, which is, you know, the first step, right? When you go to practices and you watch the way that they work and the, the way that they approach things, for the most part, they're bought into what Finch is saying. And they're bought into trying to make the best out of 
the team that has is assembled, which is probably the best team that the Wolves may have ever had. When you look at that roster from top to bottom, um, just talent everywhere, scoring everywhere, a, a lot of great defenders. Um, you know, Rudy, all defense, Cat, all NBA offensive players. So this roster, the assembly of this roster is something, something really special. And I think they understand that and they're bought in to figuring out how to be successful. Now, with that, there are going to be some bumps in the road. We saw it last night. They were up 16, then they were down six, right? Um, and they they really, I think that the change for them was they kind of reverted back to some of the things we saw from them last year. Like, I'm going to get an ISO, and I'm going to pick try to get my shot off, and I'm going to do some of those things. When they were at their best, they were sharing the ball. They respected each other. Uh, um, and they, they, they had a lot of ball movement. They were really looking for each other the way that Cat was really looking to get Rudy going um, and D'Lo the same thing, doing a great job of picking his spots. Um, and was doing a great job of moving the ball. Um, so that's when they were able to find some success. But when they reverted back to some of the things that uh, Finch would say, the, the ball got sticky, some of the, mm-hmm. the habits that they had last year, then they found themselves in a the hole. Luckily, they were able to work their way out of that. But it's going to be an up and down. Look, you, you think about this team and the talent is great. Um, and they do have a, a little bit of synergy, but it's going to take some time for, for them to really figure out whose time is it? Um, who needs a shot here? Um, who do I need to get going? Who needs a break? Who need, Those things take you know, some time. And I always, when I talk about Waylon, we're talking about the Hall of Fame. When I think about Waylon, she was so good at controlling who needs a shot, who doesn't need a, need a shot. Um, you know, how do I, when do I call my number? Those types of things, they'll start to evolve as this team spends a little bit more time together. But there will be some bumps in the road. You know, I think that they'll probably have a 50-win season. But is it going to be pretty all the time? No. Uh, is it going to be perfect? Are they going to look like they love each other all the time? Probably not. But um, they're bought into what Finch expects of them. They re- respect him enough to um, listen to, to what he feels like they need to do. And, and that's half the battle, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. And and go back to your your championship teams. Uh, you know, from the outside, y'all looked very unified and and committed. Were there any, were there bumps in the road for your group? Did did you have practices or meetings where you had to sort things out? Oh my gosh, we had that was the probably one of the bumpiest roads I've ever been on. Um, because <laughs> you know, when you're winning, everybody holds everybody to a high level, right? So there's going to be some conversations, there's going to be some frustration, there's going to be some yelling, there's going to be, you know, some things that don't go your way. So even though on the outside, you look in and we're winning and everything's great and everybody should be happy, a lot of bumps in the road. I mean, there were some stretches where we would lose three, four, five games in a row and everybody would feel like the wheels were just going to fall off the wagon. But it comes back to that, uh, like, the respect that we have for, for Cheryl and her vision and saying, okay, I'm listening. I'm bought into your system. I'm bought into what you feel like is going to make us, make us successful. Then we're able to kind of take a breath, but some of those practices, thank God they were closed. (laughs) All types of things happen behind that curtain. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. uh, The last couple of weeks, Reggie Miller talking about Draymond Green, uh, punching out, out a teammate. He said, he said that good teams, have more fights than bad teams. And somebody's like, well, what do you mean? He said, because bad teams, they're all just, you know, they accept that they're going to lose. They're going to 
get their paycheck. They're going to go home. It's just a, a job. When you are pressuring yourself to be as good as you can be and to win championships, uh, tempers flare more easily. That's so true. Um, I don't know if you should be punching your teammates. No, that's that's <laughs> a little that's going too far. I might draw the line at that. Yeah. Um, but it's true. Like you are when you're in it and you're passionate and you really want to succeed, then you care more about what's happening. You care more when somebody's not listening. You care more when somebody doesn't show up. Um, when they're not holding, you know, themselves to a higher standard as you are. Accountability matters. So those are the teams where you have situations uh, like when you watch the last dance and you think about Michael Jordan and think about um, the type of relationships he had with some of his teammates. He was all about winning and being successful. And when I want to win, I can't do it by myself. So I need everybody to be on the same page as me and I need to be able to hold you accountable. So sometimes tempers do flare. And I think that he is very accurate in saying that I've been around teams that didn't win and they didn't care. And it was so lackluster. Yeah, it might have been fun and people were laughing, but it wasn't because they were being successful. It was just because they didn't care. The missed layup in practice didn't matter. The missed coverage in practice, it didn't matter. The missed shot didn't matter. The lack of rebounding didn't matter because they had no standard that was set for themselves. They were just there. They were just... They were there to hoop. They were there at like they were at the YMCA. They were just, you know, they just showed up. Right. But they didn't show up and show out. And you feel that type of energy when you're on a team that doesn't win versus on a team that's winning. I mean, I didn't start winning until I got to the league. Like I went to Georgetown and I love I love my my um, school and I will always rock with them and support them. And I hope that we can, you know, get ourselves in a position that we are successful, but we weren't winning when I was there, right? We're in the Big East. It was a tough conference. We didn't win a lot. And the accountability bar was low, right? But when you start to find success, that bar rises and you have to step up with that. So if you, when you, when you go to these teams that are really competitive and you go to these teams and you watch them work and they're really, you know, at the top of the league, everybody's performing at a high level, then it's not like, this joyous thing all the time. Yeah, the fun isn't in the hard work. The fun is in the success. If you don't care about those things and you're just there because you want laughter, then you're there for the wrong reasons. And I get that. And you know, I, my says something that I agree with, but <laughs> I was going to punch my teammate in the face. <laughs> that's, uh, that's so well put. Uh, that's such great perspective. Uh, quickly, let's let's hear about what's going on in your life, your, your business. Uh, you know, you've decided to, to stay in Minneapolis. Uh, you know, what's going on with you? I mean, I love it. You know, my son just turned four, so I think that we are pretty much stuck here now. Um, he has <laughs> friends, and it would be terrible to take him away from his friends. Um, I love working at at Bally. I love working with the Timberwolves. I love um, being with the links, all of those things are great. Um, so I think that we are stuck here. But on top of those things, we have a cookie company here. Uh, it's funny, somebody who has watched the links and a links fan sent me a message on Instagram and he was like, oh, I've been eating this cookie and I had no idea that you were behind it. And I just found out and I'm like, well, I haven't been doing a great job of promoting my product. But yes, I have a, we have a plant-based cookie company here. You know, I think that I think that, you know, it, it's an amazing cookie. Uh, actually, um, Tim Conley had some recently, um, which is the president of basketball over with the Wolves. And he was yep. like, man, I, I can't lie. When when he said it was vegan, I thought it was going to be bad. 
like right away. <laughs> it's good. Or you get fooled into the, that vegan uh, thing still where people automatically feel like it's going to be this trash cookie. Um, but it's not. We have a great product. We're, we love being based out of here. I think we want to hold on to that um, as long as we can. But yeah, I think everybody should head to the website and check out Sweet Travai. And how do you spell that? It's Sweet Truvi, T-R-O-O-V-I. Um, it's the same thing on Instagram, same thing on Twitter. Website is SweetTruviWaffle.com. We started out as a waffle company. Uh, but when I we went plant Yeah, when we went plant-based. See, a Liège waffle, you can't really make that plant-based. I don't feel like. It's just, it is butter. It is what it is. That's right. what that waffle is. Um, but the cookies are, are amazing. And they're, you know... We, we found out that we can kind of make a recipe using our signature waffle flavors and it'll be top notch. Beautiful. Uh, hey, I think the last time you were on the Cheryl Reeves show, it was right in the wake of the George Floyd murder. And we had a long, serious discussion. I always, as I always tell, sometimes Cheryl and I talk about really serious stuff on the show. Sometimes we just talk basketball. So I'm going to, I'm going to just leave it open to you. Is there anything you want to talk about right now that's on your mind? And it can be, it can be politics. It can be voting. It can be society. It can be it can be cookies. Whatever you like. I just want to give you a shot here. Uh, to say anything you'll, you'd like to talk about. I mean, yeah. I think that we still need to. We're at a place after that conversation. We we still need to be intentional with using our voice and what we're doing. Um, voting is something that should be top of your mind right now. Coming up on the eighth. Uh, yeah, November eighth. You can get out and vote. So I want to make sure that everybody uses your voice. Like I always say that you want to have some type of say in what happens in your household, right? You know, you want to have some type of say in what's in your fridge or what type of laundry detergent you're using or whatever it is in your house. Your community is your house, right? So you want to have some say in what is happening um, in these spaces that you live in and that you call home. So make sure you use your voice to go out and vote. And, um, you know, also with that, you know, Brittany Griner just... Spent yes. her 32nd birthday um, in Russia. And I, I, when I thought about that, I was like, gosh, she's been there for eight months. And I think about how long, you know, we go overseas um, to play. And it's about an eight-month season. And when I tell you some of those days go so slow, the time ticks away so very slowly. So I can't even imagine what she has been going through for the past eight months in that situation. So I think we need to continue to uplift her voice and I mean, her name and, you know, keep speaking some power into that as much as we can. You know, we can't control the outcome of it. Unfortunately, you know, we're kind of just watching on the sidelines, but use, you know, be intentional about saying her name as well. I mean, and using your voice so that she does not feel forgotten. You know, so that people can share with her that she is at the on the top of our minds. So that's an unfortunate situation. Um, and I just want to keep speaking some some light into that. And also, you know, the the, Minis the Twin Cities Film Festival starts today, and I'm oh, supposed cool. to go tonight. And they're having a a viewing of the movie Teal, right? About the Emmett Teal story. Yeah. Um, it's really about Emmett Teal's mom. And her using her voice to advocate for the injustices against um, her son and against black people and bringing light to that. So I'm not exactly sure when that comes out in theaters, but 
I think it's probably uh, an amazing movie for people to to watch. Probably extremely sad and hard for some, but I think that we should go out and support that as well. No doubt about it. And we're finding out, I mean, at least I'm finding out more now about the connection between, you know, the, Rose, what Rosa Parks did, she did because of, of Emmett Till. Yeah, you know what, when you think, it's like, when you think about um, Rosa Parks, you kind of uh, start with the bus boycott. You start at that phase where she had been um, in the back working as a lawyer, working for um, being an advocate for uh, the black community far before that. So since you brought up Rosa Parks, if you want to do some research and go back a little bit further than that story, you can learn a lot about her. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I feel like with all the t- these topics, we could talk about each of them for hours, but we're not going to keep you that long. Uh, but just, hey, some, sometime in the future, I'd love to have you back on because these, this is a great conversation. You're, you're so good on so many different topics. I really appreciate it. So, uh, hey, I'll, I'll see you over at Target Center. I appreciate you taking the time. Best of luck in all of your careers and endeavors, and, and we'll talk again soon. Yes. Thank you for having me. Anytime. I'm here. Thank you, Rebecca. Appreciate it.